Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you're listening to episode 77 of In the Middle of It, the podcast where parents and teachers can find ideas, strategies, and resources for connecting with teens. Hey there, I'm Amy, also known as the Ish Girl, and I am so happy that you're with me today. Now, if you're new here, just welcome to you. And if we've hung out before, it is so great to see you again. Now, we are at the end of week nine in the coronavirus quarantine. And I have to say, truly, guys, today especially, I feel like I'm struggling. And I'm curious if you are too. This week, I have found it super difficult to concentrate on anything for any length of time. And over the past few days, I have often felt like crawling back into bed. And if I'm completely honest, I have a couple of those days. So why am I sharing this? Because I'm pretty sure that I'm not alone in being quarantine weary. And although here in Texas, things are loosening up a bit, and I know they are in some other states too, like here, retail stores are opening today, I think, only for curbside service, and then restaurants can have up to 25% capacity. But it's still hard to get a clear picture on what our post-quarantine world is going to look like. What is becoming clear to me is that I have had a whole lot going on subconsciously. Things I haven't really allowed myself to think about because we've been under just the stress of full-on quarantine with no end in sight. Now that there's an end in sight, I think I'm really letting all those things come to the surface and allowing myself to think about them. Things like really, really, really wanting my son and his classmates to get to have a real graduation. Things like hoping that even though his new student orientation for college has been switched to being virtual, that he'll at least get to do fish camp before classes start in the fall. And that classes will actually start in the fall at his college campus. Now that some of the pressure is easing off of our stay-at-home orders, I'm really starting to grieve all the things that we're missing. The loss of these rites of passage that weren't only for my son, but were really and truly also for my husband and me. Those traditions that would have helped ease us into this next momentous life transition, right? With letting our son go to college and, and move on and become more of an adult. So because of all this, I have struggled this week and I actually had a very different outline for what this episode would look like this week. And I kept trying to tweak it and get it the way that I wanted it to. But I finally set it aside earlier today because I couldn't figure out exactly what I wanted to say. And I finally realized it was okay to let it go for now. Now I know I will get back to it next week or even the week after that, but I am having grace with myself about it. I'm choosing to have compassion with myself about it. And that is why I'm sharing all this with you. Because I know if I'm feeling this way, chances are a lot of you might be feeling this way too. And if you're feeling sad, grieving the losses that the coronavirus quarantine has brought about, big or small, know that you're not alone. And I'm saying this in all seriousness. And while you may think that someone else's grief or loss is bigger or more difficult than what you're experiencing, they are not things that can be compared. Grief is grief and loss is loss, no matter what the degree is, right? So it is okay to acknowledge what you're feeling, embrace those emotions, and really just let them pass through you. 
In fact, I would argue in my experience that the more I resist and fight against what I'm feeling and try to not feel that way and should myself, like I shouldn't be feeling this way. Other people have it much worse. I don't know if you guys resonate with that, but the more I fight against it and resist those feelings that I have, the longer I end up dealing with it. Giving myself permission to sit with those emotions and truly feel them is a brave thing to do because it can be painful. So I want to encourage you this week, if you're struggling like I am, to have compassion with yourself, to treat yourself gently and validate all the things that you're feeling and do the same thing for your teens. Even if it's just modeling doing it for yourself, that is communicating to your teens as well. So along those lines, I thought I'd share some of the strategies that I've been using to cope this week. It's been a little bit different each day as I process, you know, all the things, but here's what I've tried and recommend. Number one, and this is my go-to, truly it is nap. Taking naps and resting can you give your brain time to process your emotions. Plus, it has the added benefit of restoring your energy and really helping to reset your frame of mind. So I always highly recommend a nap if it's possible for you to take one. The second thing that I would encourage you to do is reminisce. Take a walk down memory lane. I have found myself going through photo albums of my kids' toddler years and their first year after birth. Um, And I've even gone through some of my own photo albums and scrapbooks and yearbooks from high school and just really marveling at how quickly the years have flown by and remembering the events and the milestones that we've gone through in the past. And remembering those things has really helped me prepare and process the ones that we're going through right now. Okay, next on my list, not surprisingly, is reading. You knew I'd be including that one. I know you did. So indulging in a feel-good novel has really helped me escape for a few hours, not to mention giving me warm fuzzies as I've definitely tried to keep my reading material light and kind of on the happily ever after side of things. And you know, if you've been with me before that I always think that reading is the solution to pretty much any problem out there. Okay, the next thing that I've been doing that I would recommend to you guys is doing a puzzle. And who knew that there would ever be a puzzle shortage on Amazon? When I started looking for a new puzzle to do a couple of weeks ago, I had a really hard time finding anything that would actually get here before like mid-June or July. So I was super grateful to finally find one on Barnes and Noble and oddly excited when it arrived earlier this week. So don't judge because for me, sorting by color and finding all those edge pieces, That's a really zen place for me, and maybe it is for you too. All right, the next thing that I have been doing, and I actually do this fairly regularly, even on normal weeks, but it was especially helpful this week to journal. I really do try to spend a few moments every morning writing, and I think I've shared before that I usually start off with listing out 10 things that I'm grateful for. And right now I've also been writing about how I'm feeling and describing some of the things that I'm really sad about that we're missing. Not just the big things like graduation, prom and things like that, but some of the smaller things like the reunion that's usually held at my kids' elementary school for seniors when teachers come back from all over to see the adults that their former students have grown into. Um, So elementary school teachers that they had in the past who aren't necessarily even still living in the area, 
come back to their school and they have like a little reception in the library. And that is something I can remember seeing seniors doing when my kids were in first and second and third grade and throughout elementary school and just thinking, wow, I can't wait until the point where my kids will be doing that. So again, that's a loss. Also, things that I've written down are things like coffee with friends, when we could hug, when we both get to the restaurant. And in a weird way, I am trying to write everything down in my journal so that later on, when my grandkids ask me what it was like that that time that the world shut down, I can pull out my journal and share with them. So I'm betting that you have your own list too. So why not put it down so you don't forget? And the next thing that I've been doing, and my husband has been super influential in this because he has been putting a garden into our backyard. But the other thing that I would say is to go outdoors, whether it's a walk or a bike ride or just simply sitting outside with a drink to watch the sunset. Being out in nature is a great way to give yourself a breather and reset. And on a side note, I'm not saying that I do this because truly I kill any kind of plant that I've ever tried to have. Like, unfortunately, I've never kind of mastered keeping plants alive, but my husband definitely has a green thumb and I have so enjoyed the garden that he and my daughter have planted together. It's been really fun to see the stuff starting to come up from the ground, like the lettuce and the carrots and tomatoes and all the things that he they've planted. That's been really rewarding and I didn't do the work, obviously, but I'm certainly enjoying it. So if planting and growing things is something that you enjoy, I would highly recommend that that's something that you do right now. Okay, another thing that I would throw in here is to do something for someone else. I found one of the best ways to get out of my own head is to focus on helping other people. And it really doesn't take a whole lot to write a note to a friend or pick up the phone and check on someone who is maybe quarantining alone. And you can really get creative with this. And I have to share what someone in our neighborhood has done that really has brought a lot of joy to me. It makes me smile every time I see it. And what they've done is they've taken stones, probably they're about the size of, you know, your hand and they're flat and they've painted them with all kinds of things like faces or encouraging sayings or cartoon characters, emojis and They've put them everywhere in the neighborhood, like against light poles or against mailboxes, um, fire hydrants. So as you walk, you discover you know, almost these little treasures as you go throughout the neighborhood. So that has been super fun. And then just thinking about whoever's doing it and the time and the care and the creativity that they've used, I just have so enjoyed it. When we've been out walking, it's been really fun to spot those. So it's something that's super simple, but really impactful. And then the last thing that I will share with you is to let it go. Be flexible with your expectations for yourself. If you are finding it hard to stick to your quote unquote normal schedule, like I've been this week, have some compassion with yourself. Give yourself permission to let things slide if you need some time to grieve or to process, to sit with your feelings or to just be. It is okay to not be okay. So there you have it. Seven ways that you can cope with the quarantine blues plus one extra bonus, that let it go part, that last thing that I threw in there. And 
I would love to know if these are strategies that are resonating with you or not, or maybe you are doing things to help yourself cope with the quarantine blues or, or getting through these hard days of being confined to your home. And, and if you have different suggestions and ideas, I would love to hear about those. I would love for you to join the conversation with me on my Facebook page in the middle of it. You can uh, find a link to that on my show notes page at theishgirl.com forward slash EP77. And um, just click on that link and it'll take you right to my Facebook page. You can request to join because it is a private group. And that's where we're talking about all this stuff. Okay, friends, until next week, know that I am so grateful to be in the middle of it together.